Listen up, NBA fans. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up using code TBE. Select between two and six NBA players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Track your picks and play against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now using code TBE and take on the competition with your best NBA player picks. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, and stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. We're going to have a little bit of a history lesson. Some of you may be listening to the Woman Evolved podcast and you have no idea how we got our name. On the surface level, it probably sounds pretty straightforward. Woman Evolved. It's a command. A woman continue to grow and change, become the best version of yourself. Well, that is true, but that's not exactly how we got our name. It all started when I was at a women's conference and I was at this women's conference and they had on these shirts and the shirts had Ruth, Mary, Esther, Sarah, squad goals, all of these heroic women in the Bible who are applauded because of their virtue and the decisions they made to walk something out with God. I thought to myself in a very petty way, uh, I know why they don't have Eve on that shirt because Eve was the one who ruined it for us all. If you've read my book, then you already know that God healed my heart as it related to Eve. I started to see her less as the woman who messed it up for us all and more as the woman who knew better but didn't do better. And for some of you, maybe you're like, yeah, and that's how she messed it up. But if we're honest, that's kind of how we messed it up too. How many moments have you known better but didn't do do better, whether it was a decision in a relationship, a decision about your health, your finances, life offers us countless opportunities where we know better, 
but don't always do better. The reason I fell in love with Eve is not just because I related to what took place in the garden, but it's also because I related to what took place afterwards. She did not let her story in at the place where disappointment met her. Instead, she made her life about what happens after you know better. What happens after after you've paid the consequences for whatever mistakes or mess ups that you have made? What I see when I study her story from Genesis 3 and into Genesis 4 is a woman who is determined to still manifest God's promise for her life. She leans in with vulnerability, with courage, and with determination and begins to produce what is required in order for God's promise to become her reality. What you do after those moments is the most important aspect of recovery. How do you pick up the pieces and say, I will either be defined by this forever or I will do what it takes in order to start a new page? This is exactly what Monetta Shaw Carter did when she saw her life begin to change in a way that maybe she didn't plan, maybe she didn't want. She began to really question and ask herself, okay, this is a flawed situation. Maybe this is not exactly what I plan, but these flaws do not have to be the end. As a matter of fact, I can take what some would call devastation and turn it into true victory. If you follow her on social media, then you know that is already what the girl did. She found a way to find joy, love, kindness, and purpose after her experiences. And she is sharing with us today as we talk about what it takes to be open about being flawed, whether it's our body and the way that our lives have navigated in such a way that we're balancing many hats and wondering whether we're doing them well or comparison as it relates to seeing other people in different spaces. There are so many moments in our lives where we are offered the opportunity to see ourselves as flawed, human, or a woman who is becoming. Monietta is a woman who is becoming and she invites us all along for the journey. I cannot wait for you to see how those things you may be calling flaws are actually what God is going to use to propel you into purpose, to make you more comfortable in your own skin and make you a better friend and sister to those who are around you. Let's evolve together. Hey. Hey, beautiful. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing great. I know we've connected a little bit, but I'm glad to like catch up with you and to hear what you're learning. Yes, it's been too long. It has been. And a lot of your life has changed since the last time we spoke. Yes, it has. It has. Yes. Life is lifing. Yeah. Per the use, per the use. Mm -hmm. So... I am wondering, you are in a new marriage and blending a family. And obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of what you're experiencing, but it certainly looks like you have discovered an incredible love. I don't know about you, but I feel like love after you have really learned all of your lessons is so much more rewarding, fulfilling, you're patient, you know what a problem is versus what it isn't. And so Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, how is this new season of your life? Oh, this new season in my life is 
like I could not have predicted it to be as good as it is. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, they say wait upon the Lord, honey, and I'm glad <laughs> I waited because <laughs> it's it's honestly magical, you know. Um, and I yeah, I, I'm in bliss still, and it's yeah, it's it's amazing. It really is. Isn't it beautiful how when you finally find someone who you're ready to spend the rest of your life with at a time that you know who you are and what you want out of life, how much more peace you have. And I think how much more wisdom you have in discerning what's a problem and what's not a problem. Like when I first met my husband, because I'd gone through so much before I met him, there were things that he would do and like apologize for that. I was like, it was so easy to forgive him because I think I was grounded in like what some of the alternatives were. And I was like, I forgive you. That's fine. <laughs> Listen, yes, that's so true. Uh, I think I told my husband the other day, uh, we were talking and I think some friends were over and I'm like, listen, we argue about the craziest and silliest thing, right? Like when yeah. he drives, you know, I'm, I'm like, he right. jokes, he's like, your phone. And then you look up, like, watch that car. Like, really? And um, like the smallest, smallest things. But I think about it, I'm like, you know what? I love that these are really our yeah. arguments. Like, right. God, look at God. Seriously. I'm like, yeah, because our alternative is, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. We talking police. Okay. We talking police involvement. We talking about. I'm looking at jail time, <laughs> baby. This, this ain't a problem. This is a sentence, okay? But God, <laughs> yes. How did you know that he was the one for you? How did you know that you were ready to give your heart again after experiencing, you know, I I don't know, again, I don't know your story, but it seems like you were really on this journey of like wholeness, taking care of yourself, really evaluating your worth in a way that qualified you to make better decisions. And then this person comes along. How did you know that you were ready to open up in this way? Oh, wow. Um, because I took some time, you know, um, and and got to re-know me is how yeah. I like to put it. Um, and because of what I've been, you know, I went through, I knew what I did not want. You know, I knew right. the red flags and I didn't even entertain the red flags anymore. So when he came in, he actually... Um, know knew my cousin or whatever so with that it kind of gives me the sense of you know like oh okay you know and I met him in passing long 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 time time ago um and so when he came into my life it was like it was honestly a breath of fresh air I feel like I gave him a chance because of you know I knew of him and you know my cousin vouched for him and so that always helps you know because it's really hard getting to know a new person you know mm-hmm. um so yeah so that was that and then when I got to really know him and like his heart was like my heart he had such a giving heart I'm um, like I do we were so much alike um his energy just matched my energy his compassion like everything just it all Align, you know, like being evenly yoked, you know, it was, yeah. it was all there and, you know, we could just be ourselves, be goofy, like just honestly. Um, and he, the way he showed up for me, listen, when I tell you, mm. <laughs> it was like no other, um, he runs his own business as well. And honey, he would change meetings to fly here to like, come to my kids' soccer games, like stuff he does not have to do, you know, and that. I was like, okay. And then the way he shows up for his daughters, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. Like he makes it work. He's intentional about putting family first. 
I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that might be my husband right there. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving the one tendencies, like exactly. like you acting like you want to marry me, and I need you to right, chill. Right. <laughs> Did you ask me already? Okay. <laughs> Did you ever find yourself like having to coach yourself through receiving that level of love and commitment? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I feel like in the beginning. <laughs> Yes, I did. Um, I feel like yeah. I worked through my stuff um, because, um, you know, just everything that I went through and I was, you know, I was scarred. Um, but because I was actually just being very transparent because you, yeah. my girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and it's a safe place and we have to be honest, you know, um, I was dating someone else, but mm-hmm. they, you know, wasn't showing up like they should be. Like I said, the red flags, it was they were there, you know? Um, and I'm like, okay. And so I found myself being kind of, you know, not really mean to my now husband, but I'm like, oh girl, like, okay, you're going to mess up this blessing. Like you better yeah. get it together. Like right now. And you know, I, they say hurt people, hurt people. So I, I felt like I was still holding on to some kind of pain there. And I had to get on my knees, call my dad. who's an amazing man of God. And my mom, when she was here, rest in peace, she's gone now. Um, and just have a heart to heart with them, you know, and I always wanted what my parents had. Um, they would have been married for 50 years in February. Um, and, you know, that's all I saw, you know, that's all I know. And then that's why it was more <laughs> devastating to me when I went through what I went through. And so I'm like, to, to have this beautiful man come into my life and I'm still playing, I'm like, okay, girl, like, let, let's get it together. So yes, I had to break it down and have those conversations with myself. Like, okay, you're not going to self-sabotage this. Like you deserve this. You're worth this. You know it. Like, this is like, he honestly, my dad was like, you always said you wanted a man like me. He's closest you're going to get right now. Cause how he shows up. I'm like, okay, if daddy's saying that, okay, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, I really did. I thought you said you wanted to read more this year. Listen, I'm not minding your business, just holding you accountable. But sis, I get it. Adulting is raggedy and life barely gives us enough time to pick up a book, let alone read it. But since y'all are my homegirls, I've done the legwork. All you have to do is pull up on the Woman Evolve Book Club. There are two ways to join the Woman Evolve Book Club membership. It provides a monthly book box that includes your book and a special gift, whereas the digital content membership says Bring your own book in any format and come kick it with us. Both memberships include digital reading guides, reflection prompts, a custom playlist, and access to an exclusive Facebook group. Need I say more? Child, tell a friend to tell a friend that we be clubbing. Sign up at womanevolvebookclub.com by June 10th to receive July's book and save $5 off your first monthly subscription by using promo code READ. That's R-E-A-D, READ. I'm excited to have you join us on this journey and we'll be looking for you in our Facebook community. I wrote once that it is easier to be in a relationship with a fraud than it is to be with a real one because 
<laughs> because uh, I think as long as you're with someone who is still working through their own trauma and as a result mm-hmm. of them working through their own trauma, they mm-hmm. inflict a lot of pain on you and they are toxic in the way mm-hmm. that they show up for you. They are also a pleasant distraction from your own trauma and your you own are. pain and your un- yes. your own unresolved issues. And so it is easier to be with them because you don't have to deal with you. But when you really get someone who is striving to be a better person, who is hoping to be accountable and wants to hold you accountable to who you say you are, then it becomes a little bit tense in here because now you're like not just seeing my flaws and exploiting them or taking advantage of them, but you want to sit in these flaws with me and you want to help me heal them and nurture them. And now I'm uncomfortable because like, I don't want to need you. I don't want to show you these things. (laughs) I don't want to risk you changing the way you see me. And it's like, how do I learn to love myself in a way that allows me to be seen with my flaws and with my beauty and trust that neither one of them completely define who I am, but rather the mix of them coming together. That is hard to do in a relationship. Listen, you just said a mouthful um, (laughs) collection plate. Girl, what? That was right on the, like, literally, you are so right. It's like my husband is a mirror. It's like, like you know, want yeah. to sit in it with you and figure it out. We're both that to each other. And it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a grown up thing. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, playtime is over. This is, this is the real, you know? And it's, yeah, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. Honestly, I'm just so blessed to be in this space right now. I'm, I'm grateful. I totally agree because that I mean, we we start off with the butterflies and the feel good. Mm -hmm. And then when you realize that you can make these flawed exchanges where I can tell you my flaw, you can tell me yours and I will hold yours and my safe and you hold mine and yours safe. Then Mm -hmm. we what we have is not something that you just get butterflies over. It's something that is anchoring. It's what you build a life on. And I used to tell people all the time, you want to talk about toxic. Like I used to hear that people would be married 60 years and I'm like, why would you do that? You can have three (laughs) successful marriages in 60 years. Like, why are you staying with one person for that long? But you know what? I get it now because I understand like when you build a life with someone like that's all you want to do is experience every day with them. Absolutely. I'm like, girl, bye with that. Like, why would you want to? Why? Oh my goodness. Yes. Now, you are like housewives adjacent. Like, I don't know. Are you fully a housewife? Are you, what's happening here? Like, where you put that adjacent. Yes. So, not fully. I am. Definitely entwined. I'm a friend of for the second season and with the possibility of next season, you know. So, yeah. What has that been like, like living out your life in this stage of your life um, with so much exposure and scrutiny? And how are you holding on to yourself while other people project their assumptions and opinions about who you are? Um, Well, I've been around the reality world before and in the public eye, obviously. So I'm kind of, you know, well-breast on that. 
But The Real Housewives is a different world, honey. (laughs) A different world, (laughs) for sure. Um, So the first season, I I honestly, the thing is, it was a bit intimidating. I've been friends with most of the ladies for a long time. And so it it was, you know, natural to just fit in with them. But of course, you know, some shows gear more to the drama and me and my life in real life, you know, I'm not about the drama of everything, but, you know, I like peace, honey, peace, mm-hmm. like before all things, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, I don't know, but basically I was making sure that I was my authentic self, which yeah. came across that season. But of course, you know, I'm human and you, you seem to be put in places and situations that, you know, you have to react to, but I'm honestly, I, I think that it's a place for, for everyone to like, to show like the, the difference of African American women. And it's important to see a woman like me, you know, see a woman with some substance, some class, not saying no, they don't have any, but you sure. know, um, they, they all do, but just show the difference of women. And it's super important. So I feel like that's, it's a good blend. And I'm glad that I'm on as a friend because they don't dive too much yet, you know, <laughs> yeah. into um, you know my story, and maybe I can get get used to this this um, this particular show before that happens, if it's in God's plan, for sure. But I definitely the, the way we live our life, just blending our families, still you know, with um, my children's father, just having that positive example. I think it would be amazing, amazing for the world to see because normally in the celebrity lifestyle, and it's when you're you're dealing with the ex, all you see is drama and people going crazy, you know, so it would be so refreshing, you know, to show the other side to it. So hopefully, so you know. I was actually, I was actually going to commend you on that because so much of what I have experienced of you has really been centered around being positive after difficult situations yeah. or showing up, not just positive, because it's one thing to be like confident and I'm going to be okay. It's another thing to say, I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to wow. do what may be considered taboo. I'm going to insist that there be peace. I'm going to insist that we yeah. co-parent together in a way that honors the roles of everyone involved. Is this yeah. something? Thing, like, how did you come to this place? Because there are some people who may have experienced what you experienced and been like, I will never forgive. I will never get over yeah. it. I'm sure you get people like, I, I don't know how you do it, but you do yet. do it. Yeah, yeah, I can never. How do you do that? Honestly, I just, you know, after my talk with, with God, with my, my parents, and I just really made a decision. I was intentional about making it work. You know, mm. in the beginning, no matter how uncomfortable it was, our kids did not choose to be in a situation. So they should not hurt for it because all the back and forth is just going to affect the trajectory of their lives. You know, um, how we react in the moments, you know, when it's not so good at times, you know, um, they're going to think that it's okay to behave like that. And they're going to turn into adults that behave like that. So I just had to swallow my pride and just go deep, deep in and honestly make the intentional decision to do what's best for them. And in the end, it brought everyone together. It brought so much peace, so much joy in our heart, not just the kids, you know, Um, once you choose to forgive them, forgive yourself and just, center everything with love, like lead from a place of love, then it, you know, it gets that much easier, honestly. So I just made that decision. 
When you said swallow your pride, I just can't help but hear, you know, what's best for you may not always, well, what's best for the kids may not always be what feels good for you. And if you need to feel good and do what's best for the children, you could find yourself stuck when it comes to co-parenting and making Mm -hmm. things work. But you found a way to show up for them, even at the expense of maybe being even justified in how you felt, rising above what bitterness told you to do. How do you show up and do what's best for them while also like clearing your heart of that bitterness. Do you think that one neutralizes the other? Like the more I did what was best for them, the less bitter I became, or did you have to do the work on the bitterness while showing up and doing the best thing for them? Honestly, if you're really in it, it, I think in my opinion, it neutralizes it. Like it Mm. becomes, you know, the more you do it, the more you, you know, then it gets easier and easier. Like you could see them now and not be affected, you know, Um, like, but that's nobody but God, honestly, because there's no way I couldn't have done it if my faith wasn't what it is. If my foundation um, that my parents, my family created and instilled in me was there, honey, I would have lost my mind. (laughs) Like, literally, you know, Um, and, you know, having to go through that in front of the entire world, you know, I didn't have the liberty of, you know, just some neighborhood people knowing, girl, everybody. So it's just like, you know, and they're, they're watching. And honestly, the biggest part that I've like heard so many stories, got so many emails of lives that I've changed, like so many families that brought together just by me deciding to, you know, do what's right for, for my family, my children, and just like that brought so much joy to my heart and let me knew that, let me know that what I was going through was not in vain. And it was part of the story, part of my story. It was part of God's plan, even though how hurtful it was in the beginning, you know, like they say, rejection is God's protection. You know, like I really wholeheartedly believe in that. And, you know, what God has for me is for me. And I ain't want to hear it back then, but oh, I hear it and I receive it. And I know that it's, so true. I want to be delicate in how I ask this, but I, I want to ask it. And maybe I'm being petty. Maybe it's the even me rising up. So like we may, this may not even, no one may even hear this, but you and I, but okay. like as life unfolds and you mm. begin to see how God's rejection was protection and how mm. different how different your life could have been had things turned out yeah. the way that you anticipated how yeah. do you rejoice in the fact that that is not your plight without mm-hmm. rejoicing in the fact that that ain't your plight? You know, <laughs> right. that is so funny. We're like, ooh, um, great question. <laughs> <You're funny. laughs> Honestly, I just, ooh, I just take a deep breath. Honestly, and just like, oh, say, oh, okay, like, yeah, I didn't quite see the whole picture in. Not that anybody's a bad person, but it's just like, you right. know, things happen. And it's it's funny because I have, well, we, my husband and I have a great relationship with, you know, him. Um, and I'm just like, we're so there for him. And it's just, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just like really one big family. And even though I'm seeing this unfold and my, it's funny because my husband reached out to him first and just was like just honestly being just the nice compassionate person that he is and 
I was talking to the other party at the time and, you know, just because it's unfortunate, honestly, and it's unfortunate for everybody. Yeah. Um, so we're just trying to be there as, as we can and in a sincere way, you know, because it's really the people that we are. We're not going to boast and like, nah, you know, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, just be there and try to help in any way that we can. And honestly, since girl, it's yeah, it's a lot. But um, yeah, <laughs> just seeing <laughs> everything. And I'm just honestly, I'm grateful. But um, his spirit seems to feel lighter, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. honestly, and honestly, I just want everybody to be in a space where they could be themselves, be them true selves and and be happy and do what do what's best for them and do what's best for their kids and their family. You know, that, that's all we hope for. So. So what I heard from what you said is that like uh-huh. you still don't choose sides because the side is like the only side you're on is wholeness. And so Mm -hmm. whatever it takes for everyone to be whole, that's the side that I'm on. And I'm going to help anyone and everyone get to that place of wholeness, not just within the family that you were blending and navigating as co-parents, but you've literally made this a part of your life's work to help people blend families and to overcome some of the complications that come when two, three, four, five adults are coming together, trying to creative village for children. Can you tell me what are some of the major consistent fractures that exist when people are trying to blend a family and how do they overcome them? Oh, wow. I would say number one would be communication. Um, Mm. It could be from the smallest thing about, is this your weekend? Is this your week? Um, Sorry, I can't make it. Something came up at work. Like just communicate, like Honestly, because people, you know, you can get so frustrated when you when you feel like that other party isn't holding up to their parenting plan or their time with the kids or, um, you know, it might seem seem as if it's not important to them. And then you get in your feelings, but you have to realize that you can only control this household. And, you know, and that's another one. I would say that, please. Yeah. Let go. I know in the beginning it was so hard. Um, like I said, I was in in. like just a territory that I wasn't used to. And so it was very, very difficult for me, even though I made it look good. Um, It was, I was dealing, you know, Um, and I would try to, okay, well, y'all made it. What's going on? Can you do Mm. this? Did you do this with the kid? Like he got it, you know, (laughs) they'll figure it out. The sooner you let go, realize you cannot control everything. Like you would honestly have so much peace, you know, just pray. Because you, of course, you want yeah. their well-being to be there. Just leave it to God. Let go and trust. Like trust that this human being that you decided to, you know, have a relationship with, it didn't work. But just trust it. They're ultimately a good person, good enough to take care of the children. You know, and yeah. leave leave it there. And a big one is getting over your ego. You know, um, you hurt me. I'm gonna get you back, and it's just yeah. like unnecessary. Um, pain and and just hardship that you're going to bring into the village. You're going to bring into the family. You're going to bring unto your children. And that's Mm. not what you want. It shouldn't be what you want. But if you're not thinking about the kids and you're thinking about yourself in that three letter word that you can make so powerful, if you get into it, it could destroy everything, honestly. Like, yes, 
she may have hurt you. Yes, he may have hurt you, but okay, this is the situation you're in now and you have to move forward and work on yourself, work to get past that. And yeah, try to try to just blend it together and and figure out a way to co-parent positively and do what's best for your children. Can I ask how old are your children? Yes. Uh, Mason is 11. Madeline is 12. And I also have two bonus babies. Um, Gianna's 10 and Brianna is actually she just turned 21. So, yeah. (laughs) Beautiful. I that preteen stage like so my daughter is well, we've got six together where I blend the family like you and they range from 26 to seven. And I have noticed Yeah. And so like we start when we first got married, our sons were 11 and now they are 20, about to be 21. And yeah, it's been incredible to see them like go through these different stages. But like one thing I learned about like the preteen stage Mm -hmm. is that like I feel like everything up until the preteen stage is you just like pouring wisdom, pouring discipline, pouring boundaries, pouring morals and ethics into them. And then the preteen to teenage years feels like that's when life starts to squeeze what you poured out of them into their social circles, into the way that they process what's happening in their world. And so Mm -hmm. I am wondering, uh, you've laid such a strong foundation for family and for, I think, righteousness, ultimately, for your little people. Have you noticed how what you've poured in them is now like showing up in their lives with their friends and their social worlds as they're continuing to grow? And like, what are you seeing that they picked up on? Oh my gosh. Great question. Yes. (laughs) I absolutely (laughs) see it. And I'm so proud, like, honestly, um, my son, (laughs) and he was a little bit um, younger, but he still does it to this day. He, anyone that he sees, he literally like gives a compliment. Like, I don't know if he senses mm. their their spirit or energy or whatever it is. I know he did that with me a lot, especially a lot in the beginning, which is, it just says a lot, you know, I would yeah. be down and he'll just come give me the biggest hug. Like, you know something. And I'm just like, okay, I got this. Like I can move forward now. <laughs> um, so we were in the elevator one day and it was um, this lady and she looked like something was wrong. He just looked at her, he was like, you know, um, I love that shirt or I love your smile, something. It was just so, it's so yeah. innocent and just so pure. Um, and he, that's still him. Even with his friends, he's always the one that gets it right together. Oh, you shouldn't fight. That actually inspired me to, I have two children's books um, and activity mm-hmm. books to write the Chronicles of Nice Guy Meso. His name is Mason. Because yeah. yeah, he's so kind and just so nice. And it's genuinely who he is. And I know he, you know, gets that from me, you know, <laughs> because like <laughs> always trying to spread love. And of course, there are times when, you know, you get upset and, I just try to think and I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, cause they're watching you even when, you know, yeah. think they're not. Um, and you can tell them anything, but they're watching your reaction, how you react to, to the, the pitfalls and hardships in life. That's the part that's, that's they're watching and that that's ultimately going to be them, you know? Yeah. You, you know, they're going to do as you do, not necessarily what you say, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, and yeah, and my daughter, her friends, like, I feel like it was a situation that happened at school recently and 
one of the girls was being mean and Maddie went over and was like, I don't think that's nice. You shouldn't do that. You don't know what she's going through. Just And I literally was that girl growing up. I remember in high school, the principal called me to the office to stop a, a race riot because I was friends wow. with you know everybody. And yeah. I stopped it. It's just like and to see my children, you know, possess these same qualities and and have so much love in their heart. It's just like, wow, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's like, I just smile from ear to ear. Like I, I have so much joy for that. And I just, I can't see, can't wait to see what God has in store for them in their lives. It's, it's yeah, it, it's gonna be amazing. You know, dynamic women, in my opinion, are women who navigate different spheres of influence, different spaces, and they find a way to do it with joy, with class, and just with a level of slayage that cannot be denied. And that is definitely what we experience on your page. You give us a little bit of everything. It's nothing for you to be out with the kids, co-parenting, married, hanging out with your girlfriends, taking taking care of your health and wellness, letting us know that mama is still out here and mama got it. Like, what do you think is the most amazing thing about being a woman? Oh, wow. Honestly, I feel like to be multifaceted, you know, to, to be able to take care of the home, you know, um, take care of the kids, hold your husband down and get to work, be the CEO if you choose to, or go to your job that you love and then come back and get like, just, Oh, just, it's just so many beautiful things and just our softness, you know, mm-hmm. our our just finesse, like to just just the softness of a woman. And, and I mean, softness from the inside out, like it's it's such a beautiful attribute, you know, um, mm-hmm. and to be able to do it all. We're not super women. You know, we have to take care of ourselves, you know, put our ox- oxygen mask on first so we can take care yeah. of everybody else. But like, it's just a beautiful thing. Like we got it. We got it going on. Right. You know, Um, we do. (laughs) Yes, Yes, we do. And I just love that. Do you ever find yourself caught in the trap of like comparing yourself to other women or like looking at what she has that you don't have? And how do you snap yourself out of the comparison game? Oh, wow. It's it's kind of not really hard, but I've never really been that like I've always um, I mean, I don't think I'm, you know, like, I know I, I, my father and my mother like possessed me like, you're beautiful. You, you, you look great. Like you're good enough. So I always knew that I was good enough, um, yeah. growing up, which is amazing. Um, and I was the one that kind of like spoke life into my girlfriends who didn't and thought that they had to compare, but of course living in this entertainment industry, honey. Um, Some days I want to go looking like this and I'm like, "Uh, okay, girl, you might want to put on a little beat, you know, do a little (laughs) something today when you really don't feel like it. So in in those times, uh, (laughs) I would definitely like, okay, let me do how, because I dressed how I feel. I don't know if you're like that, but honey, first of all, let's talk about your sleigh all day. You give a word and a good beat. I think I When the time calls, (laughs) (laughs) when the moment calls for it, we do like to show up. But for the most part, she is definitely with somebody's leggings and an oversized t-shirt on. But we know how to switch it up is the point. Yes, we do, honey. You got my good little carpool, little real natural today. I was it's like, giving. You know <laughs> Thank you, boo. But yes, yeah, so in in those you know times, I definitely have to take a step back because because of course, looking at Instagram and you see 
the mm. highlight reel is what I like to call it. And I don't know if you notice what I like to post sometimes, you know, and you do it too. Like, yeah. you know, makeup on, you know, because sometimes you got to give the real, like, girl, we don't look like this all the time. Like, right. and it's not attainable, you know, if something yeah. drives yourself crazy. So I want to, you know, show that to the world, you know, just a realistic point of view. Um, and yeah, it, it, sometimes you, you know, I'm like, okay, girl, let's calm down. You don't have to compete with them. Get back. You know who you are. All that. You could have labels all day, but no, I like some Tarjay to mix yes. with my Givenchy, you know, let's be clear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I like to keep it grounded, but yeah, at times, you know, you have to sit back and be like, girl, yeah, that looks good, but that's exhausting. And you don't have to keep up with anybody. Just be you. You are the light. Yeah. You define who you are and just let when that you, shine through and you'll be okay. So, yeah. You said exhausting and I said amen because, <laughs> honey, trying to keep yes. up. That I'll be seeing people with their abs and I'm like, man, I'm so jealous. And then I'm like, but you don't want to do what it takes to have abs. Like, you got to be honest. Like, you don't want to do what it takes to have abs. You want a flat tummy ministry, but you do not want a ripple stomach. And you know you don't. So you might as well let her enjoy her abs while you enjoy your Chick-fil-A so that we can all be happy. Now, how about we do that? Because <laughs> you don't want it. And sometimes it just takes that reality check. Yes, girl. Yes. I'm like, you know, the older get it takes okay a little bit more work to get those pounds up I'm like actually I'm not mad at these five they can stay here (laughs) (laughs) they can stay here ain't nothing wrong with that ain't nothing wrong you know what I think though I think like if we are not careful we Mm -hmm. will allow social media the media television magazines whatever to make Mm -hmm. us call something a flaw that is actually just human it's actually just normal because things have been so edited so glamorized so made to be unrealistic or so so surgically enhanced that we will be jealous of something that's not Mm -hmm. even real and we'll be calling our real bodies flawed when in Uh, actuality they're just normal bodies like they just jiggle and they have stretch marks and things fall down but they get back up we fall down but we get a push up and they do what needs to be done (laughs) And we have to come to a place where we're like, maybe I'm not flawed. Maybe I'm just normal. Maybe I'm just a person on a journey who's been through some things and Mm -hmm. I'm learning to navigate them the best that I can. But I think this over obsession of with our flaws can make us more insecure than we need to be. For sure. For sure. You are absolutely right. My puppy just got home. Sorry. Say hi, Mm -hmm. Remy. Hi. (laughs) All right. Okay. go, Go to your bed. Go to your bed. Go to daddy. All right. Love you. <laughs> but yes, that is so very true. And it's important for um, for me, for us to instill that in our kids, because they're growing up in a totally different world now. Like yeah. with, TikTok, with this, all of social media, um, at least we had like our childhood to to not yeah. have that and have that addiction that we're all kind of addicted to, you know, but yeah. it's so very dangerous and so it's a lot for them. So it's very important to instill in them like you are enough. You are enough. You're beautiful. You know, not try to like, you know, like you just said, like obtain that unrealistic goal of perfection, you know? Um, so For yes. sure. Yes. Okay, Monette, I have to ask you, who is yeah. the woman in your life who mm-hmm. has most inspired you to embrace who you are without mm-hmm. any 
fear of rejection, like her confidence just inspires you to be all of who you can be? Wow, that's a great question. Um, Can I do two people? Um, Sure. (laughs) First, I'm going to go with my dear mother and um, who love her. Rest in peace. Linda B. Um, she was total opposite from me. Um, she's mm. country girl, grew up in Belcher, Louisiana. When she moved to Shreveport, when she met my father, um, she was good, you know, and she just gave so much to her family, to us. And she lived vicariously through me. And I was the one that grew up in Shreveport. I'm like, okay, I know there's a big world out there and I'm going to go see it and go follow my dreams. And she pushed me. You know, she pushed me. I was in like pageants and um, over the dance line and everything. And she was right there at every pageant, everything, making sure I had my gown perfect, like supported me to the T. And that, you know, is part of what made me into the woman that I am today and gave me the confidence to go and try and be. And every time everything that I would do, she would just be there supporting. And honestly, like her grace, her, her, just her class. Um, I, I, I am because of her, you know, um, and even though she didn't have the dream of just the, you know, to be it out in the world work, we're saying like social, um, she had her, her little crew, as I like to call it, the church crew, honey. Um, I love my girls. Hey, y'all. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and just supported, supported me. And honestly that, I, oh, I'm so blessed to have had that. And like I said, I am who I am because of that. And the other would definitely have to be my girl, Michelle Obama. Like she's, she's uh, honestly everything. And, um, her, her books and stuff and just, just how she tells her story and becoming how she got there. And just, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to do this and that. Like, like it's, it's super inspiring, super inspiring for me. Okay, so one thing that we've been asking everyone this season is what do you hope that Mm -hmm. she knows, these women in your life? What do you hope that your mom Mm -hmm. knew before Mm -hmm. she left this earth? What do you hope that Michelle Obama knows as she Mm -hmm. continues to navigate this earth about the impact that they've had on your life? Mm. Oh, I hope that they know she knew that she was enough there enough, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it was so much enough that they changed me, changed women, um, because I know things got thrown at them. Um, and it makes you question, you know, question if you yeah. did everything right or doing everything right. And just you're enough. And because they're enough, it helped me know that I am enough. And mm-hmm. that's huge. Wow. Well, I want you to know that because of what you've done with your life, with your story, with the many things that have been thrown your way, that there are so many women who believe that they are enough Mm -hmm. and that they can stand up to heartbreak and love again and laugh again and have joy and class through it all. I am so proud to be woman because you are. And I'm just grateful that we had this opportunity to connect and catch up. I will continue to stalk you on the Instagram, but just know that when I'm stalking, I'm also praying and cheering and just believing in all of the things that you put your hands towards. 
Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And you are an inspiration. Um, I know it's been a while, but honey, your glow up, your your shine, your woman of godliness, honey. Like it's mm. just on fire. And just know that you honestly make so many of us like so proud. And, and you let us know that we can continue on. Like keep wow. letting God guide you, sister. Like you are amazing and i appreciate you thank you for having me thank you i appreciate you too okay love on your babies have a great evening same mine we'll get together please yes we have to okay bye thank you Monietta, how cool was that? Thank you so much for doing this with me. We had us a little hee-hee, and I enjoy a hee-hee that also has a lot of aha. Girl, you definitely spread that wisdom in a way that we needed. I believe that listeners will find peace in owning and forgiving themselves for past mistakes, and we love to see that. Most importantly, what I believe they're going to experience is what it's like when life takes a new exciting fresh turn it is so beautiful to see you walking out restoration with such confidence resiliency and joy along the way if you enjoyed this week's episode then I want to invite you to chat with us and let us know some of your key takeaways hit us on social media slide into my DMs better yet send me an email podcast at womanevolve.com I want to know how this story helped you but most importantly I want to mind your business send me your advice question or let me know if you want to get in on the podcast fun join me in conversation with some of my friends as we continue to grow and evolve together Have an incredible week with your normal, beautiful, amazing, not flawed, just figuring it out self. I'll see you next week. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience. And stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better. I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. 
I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.